One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail jail time. We got milkshakes and pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damn Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? Hello and welcome. I am Valeska and this is Milkshakes and Mosas, the Riverdale comedy podcast that likes to switch it up every now and then. That's right, I'm the host this episode. Our regular host, Andrew, was so overcome with dismay at having to revisit the entirety of season four that he has stepped back from his hosting duties this episode. How are you feeling, Andrew? Uh, good. You can tell I'm not hosting this episode because you refer to it as comedy, uh, which I which I don't believe I ever do. You uh, never do. It's very misleading. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're informative. We're an educational podcast. We're an so. educational podcast. We're a public service announcement, really. Yes, yes. And uh, thanks for making me watch this episode and think about this season again. Thanks Yeah. For that. So this is not going to be one of our regular recap episodes where we just talk about one or two episodes. No. This is going to be... The entirety of season four. The ups, the downs, the what the fucks. But we're not going to do it alone. We have two very special guests this episode to help us dig through this pile of garbage. Our first guest, professional comedian and the ultimate creative herself, Emily Milling. Oh, hello. Hi, darlings. How are you all? How are you doing? I am doing wonderfully. Our second (laughs) guest, actress, musician... Craftswoman, baker, so many other things, my friend, Allie Chapel. Why hey girl. hello? Okay, first of all, just to make sure that you have the credentials needed for this exploration, we just want to ask you a little bit about your backgrounds with the show. How long have you been watching Riverdale? What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Why are you here? Emily I'm, first. I'm here for the juice. Their Sweetwater River is flowing with juicy, juicy, hot goss all the time. And that's <laughs> what I love the most about Riverdale. I've been watching it since its inception. I've watched little Archie grow into a big old fighting dum-dum. And I just can't get enough of this show. <laughs> Amazing. How about you, Allie? Literally, when this show came out, I was an au pair in Australia. And I was like, Shut up, child. Like, I need to watch my Riverdale once a week. I even for a hot minute had, like, um, a weekly synopsis on what used to be uh, HorrorTalk.com, which is now Horror DNA, And I got to, like, the end of the first season, and I was like, I can't. I cannot review every single episode. There's too much happening. I'm going to spoil everything. And Archie is the worst. Like, you belong on this podcast. We all agree. <laughs> Archie is the worst. The worst. He's not the most, like, intelligent of all character characters. All character characters. His character is not characteristic. (laughs) I like how he punches bears. 
punch a bear. I'd say that's his defining characteristic. He also killed a man that looked like a bear. He's committed like five murders, and he's all like, "I'm just your average normal teen." But murder. All these people are hey, just you know like, what? None of that happened in season four. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he murders people. He's he kills somebody. Oh wait, in no, he four? almost kills Dodger, and then I think he almost kills a bunch of other people, but he doesn't. So character grows. <laughs> okay, it seems like we're just gonna jump into it. So let's do it. <laughs> let's start going through our best of and worst of Riverdale season four character moments. What character moments did you love the most in this season? Let's go around the table. Start with Andrew. Edgar ever, never wearing a fucking evil Knievel yes! costume yes. about to go to space. Everything else. So yes. dumb. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, everything. We're going to get into this season. We're going to get into this season. We're going to yell a lot. You're going to yell a lot. But I hated, I don't think I liked this season at all, but it was, I think the first, like, three episodes are great, but you can't, so Riverdale is one of those shows where you cannot jump the shark. It's impossible. From episode one, scene one, the shark was jumped. There's, like, no, nothing you can do in this show that's out of bounds. They can go to fucking space, he can knock up an alien, anything can happen in this show. But you don't expect it. And when Edgar Evernever comes out in an evil Knievel costume and about to take off on a homemade rocket is how they decide to finish that plot line. It's the craziest thing you could have done because nothing hinted to that being a thing he wanted to do at all. And and you're just like, it comes out of nowhere and it's just, to the stars it's just typical cult leader status you gotta end your whole cult with you know getting in a rocket ship going back to the home planet i feel like that a lot of cults would be better off if that's what they did it's mostly just ritual suicide so i'm more down for accidental suicide when they decide not to just tell someone they won't shoot them and they shoot them I mean, to be fair, though, they were also driving the bus of the cult members off a cliff. So it was also ritual homicide. Wow. It's not he wasn't doing it, though. He had other things to do. He was going to the stars. He had to find <laughs> that outfit. I don't know why I turned to Jerry Slidefeld at the end of me talking about that. But it's problematic. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was ascending. But that's about it. Yeah, there you go. And liter- oh, he took I- it literally. Why literally didn't they ascended. let us see the rocket go off? Why didn't... Okay. Uh, they didn't have I wanted for to it. See they that wasted it all on wigs. Rip-off. But guess what? Like, this is Schrodinger's rocket. Uh, sorry, that's Schrodinger's cat. No, sorry. Chekhov's rocket. Is the rocket alive or dead is also <laughs> true. We don't know if the rocket has sentience. This is Riverdale after all. We don't even know but- if it has gas. <laughs> we don't know if it has gas. But somebody has to to use that next season. Like, I don't care. Like, I want somebody to be wearing, like, an Edgar Evernever mask and then, like, set off on the fake rocket and explode or something. And that's how next season starts or something. Oh, do you think that was that Blue Velvet video? Do you think they had a tape of the Edgar Evernever? Like, I know realistically no one was there to film it, but no one's there to film most things in Riverdale and you finally somehow get the video. So, like, you could just say, oh, the... The compound had a camera. Do you think that was one of the videos of Blue Velvet? We Definitely. should break into that set and find out. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of work, though. I got a cult to run. Emily, favorite character moments. 
Oh my god. Well, I think Betty and Archie hooking up was probably my top number one moment of the whole series. And by moment, I mean moments. It, I loved it. We're going through the best ones right the now. Hand-holding? I loved the hand-holding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, but I also, I think I, I was really really into the Agatha Christieing of the Stonewall Preppies by Jughead and Betty as well. Um, oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. No, it was fun. It was enjoyable. I mean, like, look, I'm probably not going to give you any negative things about Riverdale. I fucking love this show. So I loved that. I loved when they hook up. And then I loved when they sang all the songs. And I loved everything about this season. I thought it was a lot better than season three, for sure. But it was it just <laughs> no. But season three was so aggressively wacky over the head with a fucking gargoyle king, and it made no sense. I agree, actually. It just got so boring. It's like you know, like the repetitive, just like too much of this one thing. But this uh, season four had so many different random things happening. It was a lot more fun. Okay, I'll give you another positive one. Okay, one of my favorite character moments was when Cheryl convinced Aunt Cricket and a cousin Fester that they'd eaten Uncle Bedford. Ew. And when she put Penelope uh, on trial. Being like, meat those pies, names. yes. Those names. <laughs> those names. Literally, Garfield... I was reading the Garfield wiki today. I'm a loser. I have no idea. Yes, I was reading Garfield the Cat Wikipedias. But those exact names are two Garfield characters as well. Amazing. Okay, Allie, best character moments. Okay. I have like one and a half. So the number one character moment for me was motherfucking Molly Ringwald pulling that gun on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Like, I love I just, Molly Ringwald. She was just like, no, you, you're, you're coming into my gym that my son owns for some reason. And I'm going to step to you. Like, <laughs> I love it. Also, and then she's a bad like, bitch. Mary Andrews. Like, she really is, and she tries so hard. Like, she just wants to be involved in her son's life, and Archie being such a douche is like, no, mom, like, ugh, ugh, I'm so angsty. No, we can't, I can't talk to you. You're not my dad. Which is also a bummer, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love that she came out as bisexual, even though they yeah, didn't I mean, do anything with that mm -hmm. afterwards. It's just a nice addition to things. Yeah. It is. It's a nice little, like, hey, by the way, this friend of mine is also, you know, like a friend of mine. Um, I love my it. little like half character moment. I do enjoy that this season, Archie fully admits that he is not smart enough as all of his friends are to go to an Ivy League school. Like they're all like, "Oh, we have to do so much work to get into an Ivy League school," and oh, like Veronica's like, "I have to go to Harvard," and he's like, "Cool, I will go to a community college near Harvard, wherever that is." Uh, you know what? Archie could probably is probably going to be the reason they all get into college. So something has to happen next season for there to be another season because, or else they'll just all be separate. So yeah, because so something has to happen, and my theory is that Archie beats up all of the recruiters. Somehow. Oh my god! He just screws everyone up. He convinces them that they all need to stay in Riverdale, like their parents stayed in Riverdale and never leave. Oh, they have to found their own college. Oh my god! Oh, totally, that would be that oh would be natural god. progression. Hiram Lodge is going to be like, we closed the for-profit prison and made it a for-profit college. Oh, you Yay! mean the Shankshaw prison? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he I dies. I will never forgive them for doing a Shankshaw prison. Like, no. 
get out. Don't bring yeah. up Shangshan. Don't bring up Shangshan. I want to die. Like, how dare you? I spent, I spent so much of my life doing a podcast on something that would have the gall to use the term <laughs> Shangshan. I love the Sarah Florence, though. I literally burst out laughing when they said Sarah Florence. Oh, it is very good. <laughs> Okay, Andrew, do you have another best character moment? No. <laughs> no. Emily, do you? I wait, love- wait, 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 wait. I have a good character moment. <laughs> that, that one time they went to Blue Velvet Video and there was a guy doing a terrible David Lynch impression. Oh, yes. no, that was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Discount David Lynch. That's so to- funny. And they could name it something more. Like, they could have been like, yeah, Frank Booth's video store or something. But, like, to call it the Blue Velvet Video... Oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, we don't trust our audience to know anything other than the exact name that we're referencing, so. To be fair, maybe we're not exactly the target audience, and maybe they wouldn't no know No one is the target audience. They reference <laughs> Montgomery Clift in the- This show is, the target audience is anyone who will sit down and watch it. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. They're doing, like, so many deep references to things that nobody understands. There's no, there's no audience. All right, I should- I truly enjoyed that they brought back Moose for all of, like, what, an episode? And they actually yeah. used his real name. They actually called him Marmaduke, which is, like, one, you have two dumb names. It's a pretty boss name. It's a boss name, but also, like, why would you shorten Marmaduke to Moose? <laughs> <laughs> he could have been Duke. Yeah, he could have been, like, he could have had a missed such a opportunity. Or he could, like, Marms. Marms? <laughs> What's up, Marms? With a Z. <laughs> Emily, best character moments anymore. So many, but yeah, I'll limit it to just this one most amazing moment in the entire season, which was Cheryl keeping her dead brother around and just like hanging out with him and Tony being like, okay with it. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. You you know what? You made me remember one of my other favorite characters, Rat number three. Rat number three, the one that crawls out of the mouth. Best rat. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a couple more best character moments, then we can move on to worst. Um, I really liked when Veronica ruined Thanksgiving dinner, and also when she burned a man to death. Oh, yeah. Which is something yeah. that I had totally forgotten it happened. But also, and like, she I didn't put out that fire. Like, how did that not there burn down no the There was no fallout from that situation. And they didn't just It's a the mystery. <laughs> they didn't do anything. It just kind of happened, and then it. She owns a speakeasy, so I don't know. They probably have bodies somewhere. They probably just. She probably just opens a compartment and shoves more bodies down there. <laughs> just like a hole in the floor. Like, what do you think it was before it was a speakeasy? It's probably like a corpse museum. Corpse museum. Basement. <laughs> <laughs> I also enjoyed Betty hitting Brett Weston Wallace in the head with a golf club, mm-hmm. and then immediately stitching him yeah. up. And also Archie's breakthrough in therapy with Miss Burble. <sighs> So much therapy. Pretty good acting. So nice to see them KJ all go Alpha. through therapy. Like, they need it so badly. But they only oh get it for God, one episode. Yes. Yeah. Like, enjoy your one night. They all have breakthroughs. And then they're cured, though. Yeah. You just do it once. That's how therapy works. You just go once and bam, your problems are solved. That's why therapy is like the cheapest thing. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, now we'll move on to Andrew's favorite worst character moments. Oh, my so favorite. Sorry, my fa- oh, sorry, my favorite worst character moment. So okay, so there's a lot to there's a lot to do here. Uh, I'm gonna say when Brett Weston Wallace ghosted the podcast um, and did not did not <laughs> contact us back for D and T. 
That's that's my worst character moment of the season. You want to maybe explain that to the guests who have not no. uh, heard this story? No. no? no. Okay. Uh, my favorite worst character moment is when Jughead thought that the game Never Have I Ever is legally binding and f- foolproof. Yep. <laughs> so How about you, Emily? Oh, man. Um, I wrote a lot in my notes. I wrote no worst moments. Oh, except for when Tony gets into the tickle ring. Because it's like, why, Tony? You're so much better than this. Uh, because it's the tickle a tickle ring. ring. Get that money, girl. <sighs> but why? Oh, and also Polly. Polly shows up just to be a fucking asshole. And then she's oh, like... She had a bomb oh, attached to her. that's the best blow up we hate you blow up so stupid oh she also had that moment when she attacked the nurse named betty that's all i remember i don't even remember her blowing things up oh Oh, we'll get into tangerine later oh i don't want to but also the many uses for bobby pins on this show like lock picking and like defusing a bomb like Okay, but why did she have a bobby pin in a ponytail? I asked this question before when I had, like, all male hosts with me and nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. Because you have those little stray hairs that you have to, like, pull up to make it nice and smooth. But you have to tuck it in, because otherwise it'll tickle the back of your neck and then you're in a tickle ring, you know? Like, it's a natural... (laughs) (laughs) That ponytail did not need a bobby pin. Allie, worst worst character moments. Oh my god, where do we start? Literally all of my stuff is, like, worst character moments, worst plot lines, like, worst characters. All right. Uh, the the fact that no one got expelled for locking Jughead in a coffin for hours. It was just a prank. You just have no sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, they were like, oh my god, it was hazing. Sorry you were in there for like eight hours, but like, now you're one of us. Or that no one went to jail for attempted murder on Jughead. And like, also... The whole Reggie's dad storyline that lasted an episode for no reason. I mean, he beat up a car, so clearly everything's fine now. Exactly. Also, um, Mr. Honey just TPing Reggie's car like an ass. He's like, such an me. asshole. <laughs> there's, there's your worst character moment. Anything Mr. Honey does in the entire season. That Truly. Pff, I hate Mr. Honey so much. I wanted him to die from the second he appeared. I was like, no, no, go away, you, like, ball of ectoplasmic goo. Get like, it. truly the worst. Also, the fact that, what happened to Mad Dog? Didn't he end up getting accepted because he played that game on a broken ankle or something after taking drugs given to him by yeah. Frank also, Andrews? Yeah, also the whole Arch- Archie's uncle yeah. who was a drunk but also, like, being chased by, what, mercenaries or military assassins or something yeah. that was a oh my god thing. the blackwater plot apparently the blackwater plot was actually supposed to be like an exact replica of uh the front like the punisher meets archie from like the comics like so oh. that character was literally supposed to be frank castle but since it's like they couldn't actually do marvel because they didn't have the rights to Mar- marvel and the punisher they they tried to do it with that and the fact that I didn't get it means they did a bad job because I've they read a lot of those comics. And uh, yeah, they did a bad job. Bad job. Yeah, no, it's, there was just so many moments. Also, like, Archie being a, a superhero for the, that hot second. And then when he saves that girl from getting mugged and then she pepper Pure sprays heart. him. So good. Pure heart. An actual, <laughs> an actual Archie comics character. Pure heart. Classic. I also liked when Betty finds out that Charles has the same serial killer gene as her and immediately thinks that he's a killer. <laughs> Betty's such a dick, too. Like, she can be a real 
friggin' jerk. I hate Charles. I hate everything. I kind of love Charles. him now. Every time I, Charles comes on screen, he's like Mr. Honey times two. I hate I him even more than I Mr. want Honey. Charles to come out as being gay, and then I want him and Kevin to like hook up. I thought he did come Don't out. Do didn't that he? to Kevin. I mean, yeah, he was shacking up with Chick. Chick. They were like actually like lovers. Yeah, that was in my worst plot twist, which is coming up soon. Oh no! Like the I fact that the FBI is using teens as moonlighters. Like no, the FBI does not do that. The junior FBI. What? Did you did you not get into that? How dare you? You know I applied. <laughs> You'll get it next year, don't I was worry. I the one that junior Canadian Quantico being like, just let me. Yep, yep. Good old, we, we skip right through CSIS and we're like, CSIS, fuck that shit. We're fuck that shit, Quantico. FBI. Quantico babies. Quantico babies that make your dreams go away because they put you in jail. Uh, Emily, do you have any... Oh, wait, you do not have any worse character moments because you love it. Oh, yeah. Um, We're going to move on to the best best plot twist of season four. I'm sorry, did you know how much we despised this show before you agreed to come on? I feel a little bad. <laughs> I don't care. I love what I love, and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> I love slash hate it. I had some best things. Uh, my best plot twist was uh, Corpse Jason living in the Blossom Chapel. Because so I love Cheryl's crazy gothic bullshit julian the doll being inhabited by you know the triplet that they ate in utero oh hell yeah literally every time they like talk about how she ate her triplet in utero all i can think is dwight from the office saying i have the strength of a man and a baby like (laughs) (laughs) we love the cannibal fetus on this podcast we do we do um my favorite plot twist was how the season ended early because of covid so is that why too soon because i was like this doesn't make any sense and then i did no research into why it looked ridiculous and ended in a dumb way it ended with mr honey being a nice guy that's so dumb because he was literally renting snuff tapes the episode before they end the episode where he's like can i see all of your beautiful snuff films and, like, he, the guy does a bad David Lynch impression and, and then says, Oh, I'm sorry, they took all of my snuff. Gotta get something else. And, you know, they are clearly making him not a good guy. And then, like, the last episode, they're just like, And then Mr. Honey went to bat for all of us and sent in that letter. And, honestly, the wor- that is, I guess that is the worst plot twist, is Mr. Honey being nice. Yeah, they have that terrible speech where, like, the character comes out, like, the... The secretary, who's been there for fifty years, uh, and, and you're this like, is her wow, starring this is, moment. <laughs> this is this is this is Miss what Bell. they hired you for the show, eh? You know, I would demand better writing, please. Also, just to play devil's advocate, when they were going the whole like we should like kill him and that whole storyline, whatever. Just so we're clear, only that group was not allowed to go to prom. The rest of the school was like they're just being dicks. I mean, I think the vixens got banned. I think all of them. Yeah. And the bulldogs. Yeah, but who cares about the bulldogs? I don't think I hate the bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> the bulldogs suck once they lost Mad Dog. Okay, Emily, best plot twist. The foreshadowing of Jughead's death. I did like David Lynch guy. And also, I, I have to say, I'm really enjoying the impression of the bad impression of the David Lynch character. Um, but I also, I liked the, the crazy masks of the snuff film characters. It added a certain je ne sais quoi to the absurdity of the show. Just straight out of the comics. Yeah. I also liked uh, Donna being the brains of the Stonewall operation. 
I disagree. I thought she was terrible. Yeah, I truly thought all those kids were such douchebags. And also, they all should have gone to prison for attempted murder. Uh, not the diplomat. Okay, worst plot twists. I'm gonna say, um... The Charles and Chick are together and in love, at least in that one episode. I don't know what's happening with that since then. Yeah! I don't even remember that. And I watched all of these within the last seven days. So, like... One tiny scene in, I think, the Thanksgiving episode where he just, like, is in prison and then they tell each other they love each other. And right. then that's all we see. I'm confusing this with an Instagram post of um, the Lily Reinhardt <laughs> and the guy that plays Chick, like, hanging out eating together Aww. some a and w that's kind of cute Aww, that's so oh cute. my They're god friends. we've got we've got chick chick d chick d chick the next d. couple chick d no <laughs> i'm not into that chick d um also the fact that the killer club thing is associated with the baxter brother authorship like that was a stupid plot twist that you have to like kill people to become a ghostwriter because i'm a ghostwriter and i've only killed like two people yeah. and neither of them had anything to do with any kind of writing that's what it means when you say ghostwriter. You make ghosts. That's you know, what you do. The writing for me making ghosts. Like, you've ghostwritten for me, so does that mean that I'm dead? Yeah. Did you kill me? Yeah, that's the worst plot twist of this podcast. We should go to what? therapy for one session what? and get it all sorted out. Oh my god. Okay, anyone else have any more worst plot twists? Uh, Allie. I feel like I've yelled about all of mine. The whole... Archie wanting to be a superhero and him needing a mask and like I feel like there was no real payoff with that there wasn't but also he sucks yeah. so we didn't even need to have that storyline like the whole Dodger thing I'm like you're just creating pop- oh sorry I do have one and I feel like I might be in the minority in this but I hated that they were like what kind of drama can we give to Veronica because it's always just her parents her boyfriend what are we gonna do let's throw in boom secret half sister no one knows about I hated that for about five seconds, but now I kind of love Hermosa. Not gonna lie. Hermosa is is just pure chaotic energy, and I'm- Yeah, I love it. (laughs) She's always dressed, like, amazingly. I want all of her outfits. Everyone on this show is dressed amazingly. I want all of Cheryl's clothes. Oh yeah, Cheryl's amazing. Um, Also, like, the entire Blackwater plot, which we also covered, is just very bad. Uh, Let's move on to best musical number. What songs did you guys like? I don't know if I liked any of the songs. This, this, I'm gonna abstain. Really? I don't um, think I liked any of the songs. This music. Are episode. you forgetting a little song called Cherry Bomb? Yeah, literally. Oh, oh yeah, Cherry Bomb's fine. Cherry Bomb was great. <laughs> uh, Wicked, Wicked Little Town, the first rendition where everyone's singing, including Skeet, was very good. Yeah. And I also loved Exquisite Corpse, Tear Me Down, and Wig in a Box. I was going to say Wigan a Box, mm. but also I love the Sugar Daddy rendition when they're just singing to Kerr Smith. I'm like, yes. <laughs> How about you, Emily? I was really into the the origin of love because, again, that was like right before Archie and Betty start handholding, which is like so whatever. No, I have to disagree because the origin of love, the original song, tells such a very unique story that when you mix up the parts, it doesn't make sense. And they kept doing the yeah, I know, but so eight first, and then they would like mash it all together. Also, I don't think Cole Spruce can sing, so I just don't like. No, he can't. <laughs> He's not a good singer. None of them are very good singers, frankly. But I did like like when they're they're all standing on top of pops and they're singing like uh, you know at the end of Wet Hot American Summer, and then everyone explodes. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so when do they explode? But it was it was also very fun. 
to watch that. That would have made Andrew so happy. <laughs> it would have. Oh, sorry. What was the song? What song was like the song that they sang on top of Pops? And then they have that moment in the middle of it where Jughead's like, and then I looked and I saw all of the Midnight Radio. It was like, someone's yes. a murderer. Yeah. That's my favorite musical number just yeah. because it ends so stupidly where they're like, yeah, we just had a fun musical episode. <laughs> Wait, there's a murderer. <laughs> he's using VHS because he's fucking retro. Gotta be retro. Gotta be a hipster about it. VHS is hot right now. Oh, man. He, like, he's so, like, whoever that killer is, he's just such an annoying prick. He's <laughs> so, he's he's that annoying reply guy on Twitter who's like, uh, I want to see Midsummer on VHS and nothing else. Give it to me in four by three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, okay. the beginning of the whole Hedwig episode where um, they're singing Random Number Generation and, like, Kevin's supposed to be making an argument to Mr. Honey. He just starts singing and leaves the room. I'm like, yes, that is how you do it. We are Generation Z. Okay, worst musical number. I'm going to have to go ahead and say Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting by Veronica. (laughs) It was not her best. Oh, crap. I I forgot. That's my favorite. That's your favorite? I don't know. I like that song. It's a good song, but I don't think that she did it justice. I didn't care for the opening song in the musical episode where Kevin just started singing about numbers. Uh. <laughs> Random number generation, Fair and he enough. leaves the room, and her Smith is like, hi, we're still talking. Yeah, because I was just like, man, what are we talking about, like, Elon Musk children? Like, I don't need all these numbers. Get them out of here. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's the only number song you need. That's from Sesame Street. What about the 5675309? Oh, that's another good number song. Sure. I don't need to call anyone or count. I don't need no number songs. (laughs) Best new character. I'm going to say Hermosa and Julian the Doll are my favorites for this season. Oh, Julian. You love Julian. is the best new character. Julian the Doll is good because it gives us an excuse to talk about the two boy films on this podcast one day and just mercilessly make fun of them, so I'm down with Julian. Um, let's see. Um, uh, you know what? I like Dodger because I like that he brought pizza and arcade to Riverdale. <laughs> they did not have pizza before. <laughs> they did not. They just did not. burgers. They were a milkshake town, and you guys know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why there can be a spinoff podcast of this where somebody's like competing against us, and they're like, we're the arcade pizzas, okay? <laughs> oh, you and guys should start that like one. Can we talk about the most. bad guys and the background actors? <laughs> yeah, it's all we talk about. The background actor. <laughs> Dancer number three, better than any All one of those. All the other vixens were here for you. <laughs> Remember those two other pussycats? They were characters once, and we forgot about them. Oh my god, we did. Didn't Archie have a hookup with one of them? Oh Chelsea. yes, Archie almost got Yes, Archie almost got in a relationship with one and then they just disappeared from the show. She went off on tour with her super fucking jerk-ass dad. Well, no, she actually went to Katie Keene. They were oh. like, oh, Josie's going on tour. And then, like, they flip, well, she's actually going to our spinoff show where she never meets her dad and she never talks about her dad. What? Welcome to Katie Keene. Oh. Yeah. I- and I only saw the first episode, but all I remember from the first episode is... Like, the way that they, like, introduce how cool Katie Keene is, is Josie coming up to her and she's going, like, Katie Keene, you're the best! And I'm like, I hate this show. (laughs) We're gonna cover it all soon, don't worry. Okay, Emily, your favorite new character for the season. 
Sorry, I got off track. <laughs> I really like the Stonewall preppies. I know you guys didn't like them, but you know what? I like they Donna. They were a nice... Yeah, but they, well, they were like a nice um, challenge for Jughead. What so, about the Turtle Man, Mr. DuPont? Nice. Oh, he uh, sucked. No. He was a he was a big I'm baby. Gonna I'm gonna baby. Years. <laughs> a big whining baby. <laughs> I've been here for a million years. Don't you know tortoises live a long time? <laughs> I tried to kill your grandfather, Jughead. <laughs> and I'll kill you. Yeah, that's the worst serial killer. Like, I think of all the serial... Like, this show has had some pretty bad serial killers. Hell, Cooper, you were a bad serial killer, they <laughs> say it in the show. But I'm pretty sure Mr. DuPont is the lamest of all the serial killers. Well, he is the oldest. He was probably pretty great back in his day. <laughs> back in his day. Allie, favorite new character besides Julie and the Doll? Oh, it's Julie and the Doll. Um, or is the, it? <laughs> uh, the, the David Lynchian video store guy. Because all the other oh, new yeah. characters, I'm like, oh. no, you cannot like me. <laughs> like, didn't like any of Cheryl's family, didn't You're like Reggie's dad, or Mr. DuPont, or Mr. Honey, or Dodger, or any of the, like, preppy kids. I just like the one-off characters who are there for, like, an episode. Fair enough. Worst new character, we'll start with Andrew. Um, the idea of Ponytail Playmate. <laughs> it's a character of itself. That tape is a character of itself, and, it's, and it must be stopped. How dare you bring we up Ponytail stop. Playmate during this episode? You can't <laughs> undo Ponytail Playmate. Once they put it on there, and then they made sure that we knew that one of the characters watched it a lot. Oh, Ethel. Ethel, Ethel Muggs got, got her... Got her thang on, her stranger thang on, and watched that so many times that I bet you it's like if they had watched it, it would be one of those VHS that would have those like blurry lines when you can tell like they kept reversing to like a specific part of the movie. Um, Come on, she only yeah. watched it for 25 minutes just to be sure that it was Betty and Jughead. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure every time she rented Friday the 13th, she was actually renting Ponytail Playmate. <laughs> I bet you she's just like, I don't give a shit about that really cheap slasher movie. I'm here for the good stuff. <laughs> Emily, yeah. worst new character. I really hated Frank Andrews, Fred Andrews' brother. I, I think that's his name. It is. He was a dick. And and I hate that he was there to make the blow of losing Fred easier just because he was he looked like him and he was acting like such an asshole. He made it worse. He made it a lot worse because Fred was a nice guy. Um, obviously, Mr. Honey. And I don't understand why Miss Bell suddenly was his defender in the last episode. It just bothered me. She has nothing like she has no opinions the whole time. And then she just fucking loves him. Why? I bet they were having an affair, and we're going to find out that she was the brains behind the whole fake killing Mr. Honey operation. Gosh. <gasps> yeah, and I'm sure we'll she's find out that she was, she's been immaculately making masks of all of our main characters. <laughs> In, like, spa class or something, they'll bring spa class, and they'll be, like, having a spa treatment, and they'll be like, Yes, when the kids put their faces in the mud, I use that as the mold for my spa malicious class. masks. Wow. <laughs> and then, bam. That's how, that's how it works. Allie, worst new character. Oh, there were so many. She's speechless. Like, Reggie's dad. Just give us, like, three. Well, Mr. DuPont, Mr. Honey. I thought they were both just, like, how dare you. Um, But also, Mr. Honey, like, do you remember when you were living on the creek and they wouldn't let you go to prom because you were gay? Maybe 
You should let your kids go to prom. Don't be that guy. If you didn't get that reference, Kerr Smith was yeah, also in Dawson's Creek, and they wouldn't let him go to prom. Um, but yeah, Such I really didn't like Mr. DuPont because they were like, oh, Jughead, sorry that we locked you in a coffin for like an entire day, but like, amazing. Now you're one of us. Also, the whole serial killer thing. Also, how many serial killers does this one <laughs> town have? It seems like there's a lot all the time. Uh, we haven't been keeping a tally. We should have been. Well, I believe Stonewall Prep is technically out of Riverdale, for in one of the episodes, they reference having to take a train to get to Stonewall Prep, which means it's probably in another nearby city. But would it be like how you take a train to get to Hamilton? Like, is it a GTA? After they beat the crap out of Dodger and he's in the hospital, was the girl who's exactly his age his mother or his sister? Or what is the yeah. relation there? His mom. It seemed like a mother because she kept saying, like, you put my kid, but, like, they're the same age. Darlene Dickinson. Look what you did to my boy. <laughs> I'm going to bring a gun to Thanksgiving dinner. She's American. It's I fine. Hate- Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, God. Those Darla. Darla, Darla, go away. Oh, can I give an honorable mention to the coroner who's amazing? Mr. Curdle? Mr. Curdle Jr. Like, he's so great. He's the kind of coroner. He's been there since, like, the start, hasn't he? Because he used to be able to slip him money, and then you could just look at bodies. Oh, you still can. You can do a lot of things with bodies if you give him enough money. You know what? That's very true. I know that from... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay most annoying plot lines i'm gonna say the clandestine tickle ring the tickle ring is good oh. um evelyn's entire post-hypnotic suggestion tangerine time travel plot line <laughs> what the hell um let's see what was the least fun to recap I feel like they didn't do a lot of fun stuff with Veronica, so I'm going to say most of Veronica's plot lines were the least enjoyable to recap, and therefore were the worst plot lines. Yeah, Hiram Ramsley being sick. Yeah. 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 Oh, goodness. Hiram being sick. Ugh. For so long, and you're like, okay. So, you going to build us a college? Like, what's going on here? Maybe he'll die, and then he'll bequeath his wealth to building a college. Maybe they'll have another dead dad squad. So like they're because they're gonna have to kill off Skeet because Skeet's out of the show, so he's gonna die. And then you know Luke Perry, he's he's dead in real life, so he's dead. Uh, and then yeah, I think Skeet's out of the show. He was supposed to end. This was supposed to be his last season, but I'm gonna guess he's gonna come back for the next few episodes because he didn't actually get written off. Or they'll just be like, oh yeah, Skeet died on the way back to his home planet. Blah blah blah. blah. He's dead. Um, it's a perfect segue into the next category, which is the MVP, Most Valuable Parent. Molly uh, We'll start with... Awesome. Why do we love Molly? Literally, she came in with a gun. She is like, now explaining to her like son is physio bisexual. And then at the last episode, she's like, hi, sir, you can't cancel prom. Do you understand? And then she like, just goes off on a whole law speech, and you're like, wow. And she cited a case that I tried looking up just to see if it was actually real, and it wasn't, and I was very sad. (laughs) So she's not a real lawyer? (laughs) She plays one really well. On TV. I would, I'm going to go with Alice Yeah, that's my answer, too. And here's why. I'm going to tell you why. Because she fully admits to Betty that Betty is her favorite. The end. And then she runs off crying. But then she also stops smothering and stifling Betty, which is really great, and even helps with, like, the Stonewall prep investigation. So she's, like, she's stepping up. 
But like, I like that she's just such a friggin' nut. <laughs> and now like, that why, she's like what? banging FP, she's she, a lot happier, which is great. She is a lot happier. But I, I did really love like when all of a sudden they reveal, oh, she's an FBI informant, and then she's just like running around with Betty with guns, trying to, and then she kills Edgar. Yeah. She does it all. She is a very cool person. I uh, still, she's like, she's sort of like Cheryl too, though. Like, you really have no clue what to expect from this person at any given moment. Sometimes they're normal. Sometimes you just don't know what the hell is going yeah, on. She's a bit of a wild so I'm card. Going yeah. To Dallas. Yeah. Do grandparents <laughs> count in this category? Because Nana Blossom is probably the greatest character. Oh, yes. Nana Rose was rocking the oh. best eye patch for like so long. Right. And then it suddenly mm-hmm. disappeared, and we have no idea why she was wearing it and why she stopped wearing it. It was never mentioned. <laughs> it was just there, and then suddenly it wasn't. I loved it. It's fashion. It's just fashion. <laughs> okay, Andrew, who is your MVP? Uh, Darla Dickens. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to stump for FP here? No. No. I'll do it next season when he dies. Wow. Okay. Uh, most dis- disappointing end to a storyline. My most disappointing end to a storyline is that Jughead was alive the whole time. Oh, don't say mean things about Jughead. We're not talking about your cat. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. What was that? It would have really, like, upped the stakes on the show if he was actually dead. Because then it would have given uh, FP a perfect reason to leave. And then they could have, like, we could have brought him back as a zombie. And it could have been, like, afterlife with zombie or with Archie. And then Archie and Betty can be together. No. (laughs) Archie and Betty cannot be together. Archie and Betty. Hand-holding. I would quit the show. I feel like I would quit the show. If what if next season they start a polyamorous relationship and Betty and Veronica both date him? Oh, yes. oh my god, what? If then would be like Barchi, Bughead, what would be, how would we combine the three of them? Oh, all of them. With all four of them. Vag. Vag. <laughs> we'll workshop it later. <laughs> Anyone else have another disappointing end to a storyline that they want to talk about? The whole tickling situation. Um, yeah. uh, I kind of liked how the tickling thing ended with the uh, Nick St. Clair um, tickle porn revenge tape. I like that, but it didn't yeah. end the storyline. It just ended Nick's storyline. Like, I kind of want them to keep doing it in secret because they were all for it. And I'm all for it. Have you guys watched that documentary? Like... I haven't, but it was the first thing I thought of when the storyline came up, because I was like, I've heard so much about this. I wonder if it's going to go the same way that I've heard that the documentary went. Um, no, I didn't like the Stonewall prep ending. Like, I don't think the preppies had a good ending at all. They should have gone to jail! Maybe they should have gone to jail, or something funny should have happened. Like, I don't know, throw a pie into Brett Weston Wallace's face or something. I would pay to see that happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that just kind of ends. It's just like, yeah, well, you know, eh, crazy shit is happening, even though my life is just full of crazy shit. Did I tell you about how I thought that I had a ghost brother and I (laughs) ate him in the womb? But anyways, my life is too crazy now that we have this pretty generic plot about, you know, (laughs) criminal minds. I'm more into, like, supernatural. Remember when we set my brother's body on fire uh, like he was a Viking? And, uh, you know, the police just found another body and were like, what the fuck? This body is the same as the other 
bud. Were there two Jason Blossoms? And what about all the innocent rats I killed lighting that fire? I hope someone got to eat those rats, I guess. But this but this plot but this maple rum business, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not for it. It's too scary, okay? I just wish that they'd actually sold the rum. I would have bought some. Yeah. I would have bought Spice some. Maybe they will. But then it would promote teen drinking, so they can't. Oh, that's true. I mean, they're promoting it on the show anyway. Yeah, they have a Constantly. Constantly. Teen fucking, teen drinking. Jingle jangle. Teen murder. Fizzle rocks. Teen, teen tickling. Griffins and gargoyles. Yes. Teenagers doing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my goodness. Okay, best end to a storyline. Obviously, the rocket ship. Uh, yeah. No, but the problem is, like, I think that was crazy, but I think it was a terrible way to end that plot. Because, like, nothing was set up about that. Like, they didn't hint, hint that. That's at what all. made it so beautiful. It was, clearly, it was so clear that they were just like, well, um, I guess we need to end this plot line. Um, he takes off on a rocket ship? Because, like, they had done all this stuff with, like, organs. They were stealing organs. They yeah. were just organ Maybe bomb. the organs were used for the fuel. that was never explained. The organs were the fuel <laughs> for the rocket. No, because but they were for sold, Evelyn. He sold all the organs to Penelope, oh. and then Penelope doesn't do anything with oh, the Oh, yeah, organs. I forgot about she that. Buy, at the end of last season, <laughs> she just buys a bunch of organs. They don't even have, like, an organ fight. They're not like, aha, dodge the organs. Organ or fight. Like that. <laughs> they just, like, end it. She's clearly eating them to stay young forever. Maybe, I guess, but she's not doing a good job. She's living in the walls and pretending to be a ghost kid at the start of the season. Ooh, is that what she's eating in the walls? Is she eating all the organs? Definitely. Oh, Definitely. A thousand percent. Now Penelope Blossom is my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> she's so metal. Okay, Emily. <laughs> any other storylines you want to talk about? No. I feel like I feel like though most of them were pretty unsatisfying the way they ended because they all just fizzled out. Like rock. We can blame COVID yeah. for part of that. Some no, I blame the writers <laughs> alone. No, no, we can definitely blame the writers for that because yeah, believe me, the writers had, time. had no idea what was going on this season. This season had no through line. It was because weird. they ended the plot halfway through because they set it up to just be all about this Jughead murder, and then they solve it, and there's still technically there would have been about five episodes left. Yeah, there's still a killer on the loose. Yeah, like they don't do, they don't wrap anything up. They're just like. Yeah, and uh, Jughead's not dead, and it wasn't another secret word. She just got scopolamined, and you know, you know how it is. That's just what happened. Anyway, tale as old as time. Now they're all a tale as old as time. Beauty and the scopolamine. <laughs> okay, it was easier to watch though. It was. It still was easier to watch than like an entire season of Griffins and the Gargoyles. Gargoyle King. Oh, just like I, so fucking. Much. I agree. So, like, having I, some variety was nice, even if it wasn't very satisfying. At least they tried. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I disagree 100%, but that's fair. <laughs> it was a very, like, American Horror Story kind of approach this season. Mm. Um, I will say, one of the most disappointing storylines is, is Cheryl's taking care of those two babies that we kind of just never hear from again. Dagwood and Juniper. <laughs> Well, one of them got a uh, tracheotomy. <laughs> one of them got a tracheotomy, and then we never heard anything after that. Yeah, like, are they still alive? Are they dead? Did they what do you think them? Penelope's eating? 
Penelope ate the babies. 100%. They started floating again. That's all they're doing right now. Don't you bring up the floating incest babies. I was robbed last season of the floating incest babies. This podcast started because of those floating incest babies, <laughs> and then they just made them a hallucination. I'm so mad. So mad. <laughs> I still believe. I still believe in the floating incest babies. It's not Peter Pan, Valeska. The it, babies don't float. <laughs> Any other, like, random points that you want to bring up? I did like that they had an all-female quiz show team. And also that they mentioned yeah. the limit does not exist. And also that they called Brett <laughs> Weston Wallace a pleated khaki trash monster. <laughs> also, that's an, uh, like, that whole quiz show storyline, they were like, cool, you don't get to go because you cheated possibly on this quiz, and they never brought it up again. Like, follow your damn storyline through. I mean, mm-hmm. let's see how next season goes, if next season goes. Oh, it will. I did look that up. Oh, it will? I mean, did you guys see. Did you guys notice, though, that, like, Archie is, like, Wolverine? Like, he heals so miraculously quickly. Every time he's in a fight, he's healed, like, a minute Maybe later. season five will all be about them finding their mutant roots. And discovering yes. their superpowers. Yeah, well, I mean, New Mutants is never going to come the fuck out, so might as well do something with the X-Men franchise, considering half of those movies are made by rapists, so might as well start anew with Riverdale. (laughs) Yeah, we can just start a new thing. But it won't be the X-Men. We can't use the name as trademark. Yeah, oh, knowing Riverdale, they'll just be like, yeah, the double X women. Shut up, Riverdale. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm there for that, though. I mean, I would watch it. I want an all-female mutant quiz show team. <laughs> they just do quizzes, and none of their powers yeah. are related to quiz shows at all. Like, one of them has, like, seven arms. One of them's got, like, an extra eye somewhere. But, like, nothing that'll help with quizzes. Perfect. I'm there for it. I want more unnecessary workout scenes with Archie, where he's just, like, ignoring his phone, but, like, running on the treadmill and doing pull-ups, and he's also all sweaty for me. In slow motion. And then yeah. kiss in high room. Oh, sorry. Wait, that, that sorry. That was my fan film. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That should happen. I think that you know he should you know discover that he prefers older men. Yeah, like he'd be like, Hiram, I've I've heard you're sick, and then he'd be like, I am Archie, sick with love for you. So that'd be like Archram or something. Archie, Archie for that. Archie. One Hiram is on top, so it's her Archie. <laughs> Okay, so season four, how many river punches do you give this season, Andrew? I would say 25, and those are all for the rocket. But other than that, I'd hate it this season. All right. Emily? Uh, I'm going to give it 64 billion kajillion because, because of the masks. That's very fair. Okay, Allie? Upwards of, like, 3,000. But none for Archie. Archie gets nothing. I mean, that goes (laughs) without saying. I'm going to give it 47,000 river punches. And I'm sure if Jason were here, he would give it, like, 50. (laughs) Is this Jason the dead body? Uh, No, I think Jason... Uh, oh, I yes. forgot about yeah, Cannibal Jason Fetus. He was dead. a huge fan of that. He would give it $50 million. <laughs> True. 
incredible fetus. That's the name of our metal band. I so. it mom who bought all those organs. Okay, Emily, it is time for us to plug our pluggables. Where can people find you and what do they want to know about you? Oh my god. Okay, check out my sketch comedy troupe, Big Chick Energy Sketch on Instagram at Big Chick Energy Sketch. Check out me on Instagram at Emily.milling. I never post on there. So instead, go to at the underscore ultimate creative. Oh my god, I have far too many things going on. List Check them out all. all of them. <laughs> Those are all of my things. And I'm starting a new podcast. It's going to be a comedy podcast with my friend Alicia Carrick. Yes, yes, yeah. we, we know about arcades and pizzas. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's pizza. the one. I'm coming for you. We're ready. <laughs> you get two. Li- you get two listeners, and you've already got. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, how about you? Well, I have not a lot going on since COVID started, but you can see all the fun things I'm just doing at home, like food I'm eating and movies I'm watching on my Instagram at the Allie Chapel. That yeah, that's it. I was gonna say dot com, but I'm like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> but no, like honestly, like the only thing that's really coming up is that the movie I made last year will be available in Walmart later this year, and you know, just just marathoning Riverdale because I'm gonna go back to watching that when this is done, and then uh, awesome. Yeah, cool. you know, just defund the police, all that stuff. Yeah. Everybody, when you're done following our guests, just uh, go sign some petitions, you know, maybe make some donations, do some good things. Mm-hmm. And hire Archie to help you beat up the police and personally <laughs> yeah. defund them. Yes, because you know Archie, he will fight money. for us. Uh, Valeska, we didn't talk about this. How how are you, what, what plugs? Do you want me to give the show plugs or do you want me to give me plugs? You can plug whatever you want to plug. Well, I mean, there's some things I'm contractually obligated to plug, given that this podcast continues. <laughs> um, but okay, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Wine Movie Nerd if you want, but you don't want to, so don't do it. Uh, you can follow me on uh, <laughs> Twitter at BitchCraftTO. You can call, follow the podcast at mpodcastm. You can email us at milkshakesofmimosas at gmail.com. And as always, blame the CW. Bye. 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 You can also follow us on Patreon. Please, please, please give us money on Patreon. There are rewards. Please do that. Goodbye.